All right, and welcome back to the Dented Puck. My name is Drew. As always, I'm joined by Josh, Dirk, and Corey. Boys, how's it going? Pretty good. Uh, how's it going down there, Dirk? Pretty good. I'm pretty excited for today's episode for the star. Speaking of the star, hey, Corey, how's it going, man? Man, this is what it feels like to be in the hot seat. I mean, yeah, you're the talent today, man. Oh, God. I mean, so we were discussing earlier that, like, I had kind of like an introduction. I still think we did longer than like a 10 minute episode, but we've done so many of these that, you know, I don't trust my memory so good. Um, yeah, but Corey's going to, we're going to get to learn a little bit more about Corey and, uh, his experiences with blind hockey and all that fun stuff. Um, let's talk a little bit about the NHL. We're four games in for some of our teams. How are you guys feeling about your your boys this year? I know, Corey, the Knights are – are they undefeated still? Yes, we are. Three games in or two games? Uh, three games. Thanks. I, think we, I mean, uh, I love it because I have Hill in fantasy. I'm so – so I was panic editing while – that's why I didn't join that call for the draft. I was like panic editing of like one last final thing. Um, well, no, th- no, not panic editing, but like waiting for something to upload. I thought it was going to take 10 minutes. It took like 45. So I'm like, oh, crap. Uh, I need a goalie. Oh, Logan Thompson. And then I see you draft Aiden Hill. And I'm like, oh, my God, no. No. What have I done? <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> If you want to make a trade, who do you who do you have for goalies? Mm. I think we only have two this year. Yeah, I forgot that I'm supposed to have three. I mean, you don't have to. I don't have five. That's good. <laughs> you have five goalies? I don't know. I must. That's Adam's favorite. I think that's Adam's favorite point. I think the first year I had five goalies. Oh. Or I had one on the IR or something, and I was rotating however much I could get through. I have Carolina's goalie and LT. I also I also left three goals on the bench yesterday. Mm. Ooh, shouldn't have played Matthews. Okay, <laughs> yeah, okay, no, okay, Matt, okay. I, yeah. Speaking of fantasy, Brock Boser <laughs> went off in his first game. That was like the last person I expected in my roster to go crazy. And it still didn't save you. No, I only got like 600 <laughs> points. Like, oh my God, look at me. I'm understanding stuff. And then I look at like the projected score. <laughs> oh, I'm going to lose by 256. Cool. <laughs> I mean, Adam and Wendy both almost broke a thousand points. Yeah, I had no chance uh, against Adam after like the third day. We'll see. This is where like my lack of hockey knowledge comes in because it's like, yeah, I might. I, you know, it's just like I've been surrounded by hockey for like four years straight. Doesn't compare to any of you guys. Well, remember, Adam creeps on these guys when they're like nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, Adam's Adam's been a, a Seattle Thunderbirds fan for since they were in since for a long time. So he knows these guys when they come out of juniors. So that he kind of knows a lot more about the young guys coming in. Than a lot of the other ones, a lot of us do. I mean, and he also just enjoys fantasy hockey. Yeah, it was also, I feel like the draft was very anti Josh because everyone else was pulling the devils before he had the opportunity to. No, 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 no. Not your wife, though. She had so was- I, I, She played. I, I did not think, I thought, so I had my choice. So it was me, 
than Danielle than someone else, right? Or no, it was just me and Danielle was 12. I so think. I had 11 and Danielle had 12. I sat there at 11 with Matthews and, and Jack Hughes in my lap. And I was like, man, if I take Jack Hughes, Austin Matthews is not going to fall back to me. But if I take if I take Matthews, there's a chance Danielle doesn't take Jack Hughes. It did not work. Yeah, I told her that uh, that Jack Hughes was the only person that I could see you trading Matthews for. No, I, no, but I told you I was. I literally just said on the Zoom after, like right after I did it, I said, Danielle, I didn't expect you to do that. I'll give you Matthews for Hughes, and she didn't. And then he scored six goals the first week. Well, speak two hat tricks, right? Yesterday. Did he get one yesterday, too? No, he didn't get any yesterday. Blackhawks, thank you very much. All right, so Drew. Um, so I have Carolina's starting goalie. No, I don't want Freddie. Damn it. I like hmm. him, but I, I don't like him that much. He's good. No, he is good. I'm not saying he's not, but I'm just like, crap, I, I should have taken Aiden Hill. Well, I actually do hope they uh, the Knights do kind of what the Bruins did where they evened out the whole season between LT and uh or no I'm, I mean on the I think it's going to be the new trend I think that, like yeah with goalies I think you should have two goalies like two solid goalies so that yeah. by uh you know by postseason it's just like one of them isn't cooked and the other hasn't had any playing time you know I think the Bruins despite what happened in the end like I think they got that right I I'm a huge fan of Swayman and Olmark yeah I think they're the best goalie tandem in the NHL. Obviously, I'm biased, uh, but I think I think they, Hill, they Logan Thompson. Thank you very much. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna <laughs> anoint my former AHL goal of uh, my former AHL and ECHL goalie <laughs> to a to a best tandem in the NHL yet, though. No. So, uh, Drew, what did you think about Connor Bedard's first couple of games? Uh, was he playing with Taylor Hall the whole time, or? Or is he uh, on different lines? He Hall is out the third game with an injury. Most oh, yeah. the second one. Uh, he's good. I mean, he's good. He's. I, I think that people had a lot of expectations that he was going to pull a Matthews and score four goals in his opening one, or just be like McDavid and this monster right off the bat. But he's just a elite level hockey player. I think it's going to take him some time to find the zone that he needs to shoot in because he's just getting him off the bars or yeah. over the net. Uh but man, you know, once he locks in Yeah. God. No, he looked comfortable out there. Like he looked yeah. like he didn't look like he didn't look like he didn't belong there at all. Like he did not look you wouldn't have known that it was his first NHL game. Well I, well, I guess when I saw him it was his second game, but still he uh you know he looked good. Considering it was a you guys played back to back nights I think too and he didn't he wasn't burnt out. I think he got over twenty minutes in those first couple of games. Like, yeah, game was. So well, that's that's benefit of age too. I mean, look at, yeah. <laughs> look at our at blind hockey too. I mean, you've got yeah. kids coming up that can just skate for days, and I'm sitting there like, I used to be able to do that. Yeah, we have oh, yeah. to play again today. Ice <laughs> <laughs> twice, mm. and then there's me. Yeah. Like I, I'm like jumping up and down on my skates. Like I'm like excited to jump out on the ice for an hour and a half straight. Yeah, I just said that young guys do that. Okay, you don't need to rub yeah. it. Super. When you, Drew, just when you get tired, you don't have to show it. Just just get a penalty, you know, and you get two minute break. I'm just gonna start grabbing the backs of kids' jerseys and having them pull me around the ice. Yeah. 
<laughs> I didn't. I didn't see him. What do you mean? You grabbed his jersey. I know, but I didn't see him. If you're making I didn't a see break him. up the right wing, uh, just let me know. I'll do what like O linemen in football do. I'll just give the running back a massive push. <laughs> yeah. No. Good. I. I think that Bedard's going to be good. I think he needs to find his. I think he's getting more and more comfortable as he gets more games in, and I think once he yeah. finds that comfort zone, that I think he's going to be excellent. Um, but it's uh, I, I kind of hate the amount of pressure put on number one draft picks, and I know it's understandable because you're selected ahead of everybody else that year. But, you know, you have guys like Jack Hughes, Alex Lafreniere, uh, you know, Connor Bedard. I, I I think he's better prepared than those two guys were when they came into the league. Um, but but he also came in with, I mean, he's he was the number one pick when he was 16. Well, no, but, like, I mean, it, but I'm saying like that. So, yes, he that's why he's more prepared now than I would say Jack Hughes was when he started his first game. Um but the expectation, no matter who you are, if you're the number one, is that you're going to come in and just be this immediate yeah. breaker. And that's a, lot of, that much, that's a lot of pressure well, for a teenager to be honest. I mean, Hughes was, Hughes was terrible his rookie year. But he was also undersized. He was undersized. And he didn't know how to be able to play against big players who could also play that speed. Um, and it took him. It took him most of that first year and a little bit of the second before he started really understanding how to possess the puck against those guys and to stay away from the boards. Which isn't a bad. And thing then, at all. I... well, that's. But I mean, that's what I'm saying is that we've we've been very fortunate in the past 20 years that we've had guys like Sidney Crosby, Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid, uh, Patrick Kane to a certain extent, like we've had these really good number one picks come into the league that just explode. Uh, and I think that just makes it more difficult for the subsequent number ones, because if you didn't do what McDavid did, then are you really that good? Like I look at Lafreniere, whether you're a Rangers fan or not, like I think he's a good hockey player, but again, it feels like the expectations that the community put on him he also put on himself and it just was too much. So he's still trying to find like his place in his stride. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so with all that being said, I do think, I, I think that Bedard is doing just fine for, for an 18 year old coming into the NHL playing against guys that have been in the league for 10, 15 years. I mean, especially against the Bruins, how physical that team plays. Uh, I think he did just fine. Yeah, no, he he was he had good wheels, making good decisions, good hockey sense. I mean, I think he's he's a solid player, and he's gonna make he's gonna be in the game for a long time. Make a you know whether he's gonna be a you know the next Sidney Crosby or whatever. I think you know, like you said, it's too early to put that kind of pressure on somebody and let them just enjoy the game and see where it goes. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Before we get to Corey, let's talk <clears throat> a little bit of blind hockey with you guys. Um, for our community, we do have, you know, lower vision, Dirk, low vis B2s, low end B2s, not low end in quality, but low end like <laughs> visual. Yeah. You get what I'm saying. I'm not... I, got, I got you. You're good. We're good. Um, 
to be ones that skate how i know that we always talk about hockey sense but i think that we almost need to boil it down even smaller how with these folks that have less vision can we help them better locate themselves on the ice because i i you know working with kids coming up in the novice division to the intermediate you know sometimes it's just they don't realize that they're way out of position they don't know where they're at on the ice you know if you want to tell them i need you at the top of the circle they don't really know where that is um we've had some kids that we've had to explain that there's a blue line they don't know that there's a blue line a red line a blue line a goal line yeah any of it they don't know that any of that's there and i think that's a key part of playing hockey is being able to locate (laughs) look at kevin brown He's a B1, but he knows exactly where he is at all times on the ice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, honestly don't know how he does it, really. Um, I think he – well, he does it by a couple of things. He hears the goalie, so he knows where the middle of the goal line is on his own end, and he hears the bench. And by that, he's able to figure out where he is in relationship to both of those sounds, and he triangulates from there, I think. And he has a – He's within at least five, six feet of where he thinks he's at. You know what I mean? Like he's usually within a certain range. And like I've noticed that my vision's gotten worse. I like to be closer to the board so I can get directions from my teammates. Like you know, just the black and red, just get back or go. You know, what I mean, just to attack or whatever. So, um, I think what would help other people if they don't, since they don't like like Drew said, if they don't know what a rink looks like, is it you know if we could obviously money is a thing obviously but like if we can get teams to each have like at least one type of tactical display of like a, a hockey rink you know a, a you know brailled out kind of display you know showing you the, the oval shaped rink the goal line where the half circle is where the net is you know the face off dots the circles like just the whole nine yards you can you can put all that into a braille format so that a player could feel it and at least be like well okay so this is the area you're supposed to cover and he can visualize it in his head. And then all they have to do now is just try and figure out where they are when they're actually playing the game and try and keep them in that within that zone that they're trying to cover. That'd be my that'd be one way to start, I think. Yeah, I think I mean I think it's just such a tough I, I feel like for me it's tough to figure out because I still have my central vision i can still see pretty well and what i can see so i'm never like maybe i'll get a little turned around but it's really easy for me to reorient yeah. um, and so when trying to teach someone that has less vision than me uh i feel like it, it becomes difficult because it even if i ask you what do you see it, it's still hard in practice to like remember that at all time when i'm talking to you so like if you tell me you can see something that's 10 feet in front of you uh you know in a two-foot area i'm not necessarily going to remember that as we progress through other things so you know i think it's also showing coaches how to properly instruct our players uh low vision um yeah it's definitely it's definitely a challenge because like uh, unlike other sports like when you play like goal ball or you know, uh, like blind tennis, they have, the courts have like 
tactile things that you can feel with your so even through your shoes you can feel that there's bumps on the floor to indicate where the out of bounds line is or the, or the half court is or whatever and yep. you really it's i don't know how you could do that in a hockey game yeah because <laughs> you don't want a little bump in the ice because you try and stop and you hit that little ridge just right you're going to twist an ankle or tweak your knee or something you know what i mean so um i don't i don't know how you would do that tactically but that's where you have to rely on your teammates on the bench for directions that you know them yelling on the bench is crucial because it can really change someone's whole outlook on, on where they are and where the where the play is at so and keep them in the game yeah hmm. and i kind of like that about blind hockey like where there's like in other sports, like they blindfold you completely and everyone's just blindfolded, which is good too. But in, this, in blind hockey, we have to rely on each other and say, you know, you can see farther away, but I got better peripheral vision. So, like, you know, I mean, de- depending on who's doing what, you can match people up with different vision problems and feed off each other's strengths and help each other with each other's weaknesses. Because if you know they can't see the pucks in their feet, then tell them it's in their feet when it happens because they're looking straight ahead and you know they have tunnel vision that they're not look they don't unless they're looking down at their feet they have no idea the pucks there um so just know it trying to know being good you know talking to your line mates you know like you said it's hard to remember basic things but like if you you know if you're on the same line with people a lot you can try and at least you know or if coaches know they can try and pair people that they think will have complementing visual you know so they can each do something that the other can't find a niche that the other can't do and they can work together yeah. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I guess to, before we finish up, Josh, maybe you have a little insight on this. Cause I know you guys play on a smaller rank. How, you know, I, th- I, I think it's already a struggle to teach players to locate on the ice. Especially like we've been talking about low vis um, players, total blind. I think it's hard to, to help them locate on the ice you guys practice on a small rink and then you play on a big rink. Is it an adjustment period going from large rink to small rink, small rink to large rink, or do you guys work it? So, you know, you're playing quarter ice at your rink. I mean, we're for me, because I play all the time anyway, it doesn't make a difference for me that that rink is odd for me. Um, I feel like our players have trouble skating a full rink because we're so used to skating on a half rink. Um, so that's what it comes to. Um, but we, I, I'm the, I think I'm the only B2 on my team, right? Besides Alex. Uh, Registration wise, I think so. Yeah, I think. Yeah, because. But, but yeah. I mean, just, just in the sense we're talking, O'Connell. we don't. We don't have players at the hockey playing level where we're getting really disoriented. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, we all have enough vision, like you and I can reorient very quickly. And a lot of most of my teammates pretty much know where they're going on the ice. That's that's not something that I'm seeing with <laughs> our players. Um, it may happen as we start getting new players, obviously. Um, but like you, I even as even with my massive background in teach in teaching special ed, like it's a lot easier when you've lived it. Like this is why this was Dirk's to answer because he lives it and we yeah. can figure out exactly what's going on. And I've learned from Dirk. I need to, li- I can listen to skates. So if I listen to skates a little bit more, 
I can figure out a little bit more about how far how behind someone is behind you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can tell if they're like right on your heels or if you're getting slightly further ahead of them or if they're gaining on you. You know what I mean? Like you can tell. And if they stop moving their feet and you haven't stopped moving your feet, you know you're going to beat them because they, they've already, they're already coasting into the corner and you're still pushing. I don't know. It, it helps you out to use your and I've had to be told that by other people that, you know, Dirk, you, like Kevin's told me a hundred times, Dirk, use your ears, stop, stop relying on your vision. Your vision sucks. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, thanks, Kevin. You know what I mean? But he's right, though. I, yeah. I can't rely on it. it. It sends false images now. I see a clear opening where no one's there, and I smash into a guy that's taller than me, you know? Um, it's just, you know, you gotta, I got to use my ears more. So. Yeah. Um, man, would it? Do you guys think it would be beneficial if we did? You know, it, <clears throat> I think it's Sense Arena is the VR uh, hockey program. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yep. What if instead of it being a visual thing, it was all auditory? So it taught people how to hear the difference in like a guy skating behind you to the right or a guy coasting to the left. Like it had different skating sounds and distances i mean we can do 360 sound at this point but i'm saying like that sort of you know they, there are a lot of players that utilize that product now to get off ice training and work on skill i think especially goalies it's really geared more towards them i could be wrong but i feel like that's what i see most of um because the goalies because with the goalies they're able to have all three points of contact because yeah. that they're able to they're able to give them the blocker the glove and the stick so essentially that's how they're supposed to train um with with the players it's more about read and react than what's going on so it's accept the pass and and make the pass to the right angle so it's not really you know like when we're at the um hall of fame like it's not trying to put it like you put it in the top corner, it doesn't really go in the top corner. Yeah. Um, but like, but for a goalie, you're having it come at you, you know what I'm saying, where the angle's getting greater, so the tar there it's a lot there's probably a lot more it there's a lot more room to grow for goalies than there is with players. But for players it's read and react. For goalies, it really is just straight puck training. Mm. As well as read and react, but that's what goalies are doing to a puck anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> and it really wouldn't make any sense for our goalies because total blind, so they can hear it. But what are they going to react to? I, I'm going to make a great video on social media. Yeah. <laughs> we just found out TJ can do do a shutout whenever he wants. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel not that I thought that we would find an answer and you know the solution, but I think that that's something that we all as a community need to need to think about and be more cognizant of is that we do have different levels of vision and even if i know kind of what dirk sees i don't really know what dirk sees and like even josh like i know that you and i both have really good vision in what we can see, but that doesn't mean i know what you're going to see when you're moving exactly uh, and and i think that kind of like uh hillary brought up we just need to talk about it more. And I think that doesn't, that only helps grow our ability to play together on the ice uh, and, and to get, you know, more familiar with each other. Cause 
if I put a pass to you that I should know that you're not going to see, then that's on me. But like, we just need to let each other know that that is what it is. Um, no, that's what I've been thinking about for the past couple of days. So uh, that's where I'm at. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's move on to the guests. This <laughs> the the unlucky schmo that we got to come on the show this week. Uh, we've, we've tried. Let no. Let's let's a couple more minutes of keeping Corey off the camera, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so look, we're gonna talk about Bedard a little bit more. Uh, and now a word from our sponsors. Hey guys, what's up? Dirk here. Just want to take a quick time out to talk to you about Conway and Banks. For blind hockey players, hockey bags are one of the most important pieces of equipment we own. I've got to tell you, there aren't many bags out there that can match up to this one. The hockey bag by Conway and Banks not only rolls, includes ventilation, it also has a contrast color bottom and my favorite feature, interior bag compartments. Imagine having a hockey bag so well organized you can find anything you need in seconds with or without vision. Conway and Banks have partnered with the Dented Puck Foundation to bring these amazing bags to the blind hockey community. By using the link in our bio or the code DENTPUCK10, that's D-E-N-T-P-U-C-K-1-0, on the Conway and Banks website, you can save 10% on your purchase and it will help support the foundation. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, yep. No, uh, you know, man, Dirk and I swear up and down that we did this already. Uh, I do but too. Oh well, yeah, but we but we couldn't find the episode. Yeah, I'm no. telling you, it was it was a it was a recap of the showdown. I think that Corey just went in and deleted it because he wanted to do it again. Is all I'm saying. Um, I'm pretty sure this is my have, idea. I have, before. I have, until like a few weeks ago, I've never had power. To the Spotify, <laughs> <laughs> he has the power now. Yeah, say, and, and, and a few weeks ago, he became, uh, I guess, he man. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, everyone, Corey, you're. I feel like you you are pretty well known enough through our community and uh, having played with us on the Dented Pucks team, producing the showdown two years in a row, producing the podcast for what the past three years. Um, God, has so, it been that long? Holy! I mean, no, two, two, because we, we j- it was three years ago that we started. Two, we started in twenty twenty. Yeah, okay. that's what it was. Yeah. Okay, we're here and we're there. Like in a very short amount of time, we've done a lot of stuff. Uh, usually, you're the man behind the camera. Today, you're the man in front of the camera. Uh, so, what do you want to talk about, man? I respect. No I respect every other guest we've had. Oh my gosh, that's a, this is a lot of pressure, boys. I mean, usually we have we have like questions lined up, but I mean, yeah, I know. That's why I, I'm the one behind the camera. Uh, well, I guess I do. How feel did you find? How did you find out about blind hockey? Why don't Why don't you start from college, dude? Because that's kind of how you really got into hockey, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it honestly. Yeah, it honestly started before college because. No, well before college, because in 2016, I heard about this one team. This I think there was 30 teams in the NHL at the time. I heard about this one team, just this crazy idea of having another desert team somewhere in Las Vegas. 
and I'm like, and and y- y'all are gonna cringe when I say this, but I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna put my chips in on Vegas before they had a team, before they had players, a GM logo, nothing. That's when I became a fan of the Knights. What do you think? That's not cringeworthy. That's legit though. That's a hundred percent cringeworthy. This man <laughs> lived in Chicago through the entirety of the dynasty era of the Taves and Kane team and decided we're really gonna get into hockey because the Golden Knights showed up. I like shiny things. We said that we I mean, which is so this. much better that he's wearing a Golden Knights jersey while he has this tirade. I respect the team. I do, but like <laughs> Man, you you <laughs> grew up. It, that's like growing up during Troy Aikman era in Dallas and liking the football for I, the Texans. I like. I don't even know, man. I don't get it at all. I mean, <laughs> for football fans, don't attack Drew on that one. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'm the Texans didn't exist when Troy Aikman did, but exactly. But yes, I'm, I'm saying, we all get it. Yeah. Well, I think it's just like. I never, until 2016, I never really had a thought about hockey. I'm like, oh, wow, they're playing outside against Detroit, against their team. That seems pretty cool. But I was more focused on the White Sox, the Bulls, the Bears, and all of their mediocre You're killing me, Corey. I'm not not (laughs) lying, bro. I'm sorry. I'm not lying. I'm like, oh, man, Uh, there's this guy named Hasa. He seems cool. What? The, well, what did he say? <laughs> I'm not lying. This was before, like, I understood, like, much petty cat. I'm like, oh, well, oh man, Pittsburgh, that blue, that the Penguins actually have a cool ice blue jersey. That seems pretty neat. <laughs> like, we're, we're I'm, I'm I'm sorry, thoroughly dude. enjoying I'm, all of this. I'm so sorry. And I can't even see I'm a, I'm a soccer guy, bro. Football. I'm the. I'm a football guy. I want out. You play the foosball? I want out. Not that foosball. <laughs> I don't even. What, what do we say to him, Drew? I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm done asking questions. You guys, you guys got the rest of it. <laughs> and okay, so then, how, how'd you find out about blind hockey? Then, how'd you? Yeah. How'd no, you actually, about, talk about Kansas, dude. What's talk up? about doing hockey. For, talk about uh, how you got into video for Kansas. Um. It was. I think it was just purely by chance because at that point I was already like two or three. I think it was like what two, three, four seasons in of being a Knights fan, um, and I I didn't know that Kansas or even Nebraska or any teams in that area even had hockey clubs um, through the ACHA. But I'm just like, wow, wait, hockey in Kansas? This sounds like something. This sounds like something random and cool that doesn't make sense in my brain let's give it a let's give it a try and it's like every single game was exciting to watch even though it was just a club team it's just like ACH hockey is legit yeah no it's no joke I mean even though it's club like it no it it, it's to all these people all these players and the people that you know run these clubs it's so much more to them you know they deserve a lot more than they are given credit for no, but yeah, I guess uh, I was, you know, I just decided to show up at one of their meetings, um, just to see what was up, and you know, I just took a shot at, hey, I, I have a pretty steady hand. I can help out with camera stuff. I have a basic understanding of live streaming from watching, 
video games for three and a half years of my life and how all those people do it. I don't know. Throw pasta at the wall and see what sticks. Um, <laughs> and uh, at the time, I guess it just so happened, hey, we need somebody to kind of run a live stream to um, kind of promote Kansas hockey because of, you know, it's Kansas hockey. Who would think of, I mean, the only thing, the only thing that I can think of relate uh, like other than KU hockey is like the Kansas city scouts. If you know who they are, uh, whenever we could with the limited amount of, um, equipment that we had, we tried, uh, overall successfully in my mind, I messed up a ton of stuff, but it's like as the odd like you know i did my best to hide anything that i did mess up for the audience um i didn't know really what i was doing most of the time but you know i guess just learning about it learning about it on my own doing little bits of research here and there i'm just like okay maybe this major that i'm working for in sports management really isn't for me maybe i should get into the more specifically like broadcasting stuff you know i don't know if you guys know about the sports management major but it's like not only working with broadcast crews but it's like okay like in a stadium it you know there's not going to be a sellout crowd you're not going to open up every single concession stand in the stadium or let's say if like for baseball for example the white Sox, they had like less than three thousand fans at their one of their last games you're not going to open up every single parking lot like they did in 2021 when the when they when they went to the postseason and stuff it's like that's not really what i wanted to get into at that point i think working with the university club hockey team that pointed me in a direction of like okay i want to get into the show business uh like specifically broadcasting and stuff awesome awesome i mean i guess that's probably like a good segue and then like you can kind of um and then you came back and were working at the rink with tony Yep. Um, and then Tony was like, and then Tony was like, "Hey, I got this guy who, uh, I, who, who I think could do the live stream." What did it? What did he say to you? How did you find out about Blind Hockey? <laughs> I got a text from, uh, from Tony that was like, "Hey, I've got this guy that I work with that sounds really interested in helping us, however he can." Uh, I think he could probably help if you were going to live stream the showdown. And I was like, yeah. Well, you know, at that point, we'll take whatever help we can get. Uh, and then, yeah, I, man, the first, I'm not going to lie, Corey, the first meeting, I was like, is he going to remember that we have to do this stuff? <laughs> That's fair. No, I'm not, I'm not offended. No, I, I'm, it's just, you, you've been around for two years. I mean, I think that it proves that we liked everything that you did and continue to do. Uh, you, your personality is so laid back and easygoing that it's almost one of those like, okay, well, this stuff needs to be done, and you're working on it. But everyone was like, we've got, we've got like two weeks. Like, no, we we got it. It's fine, and everything turned out fine. Uh, you know, sometimes it would just be nice if you'd freak out a little bit with us. Just a little bit. Just a little. I don't know what it is about me. I don't know what I did or what I do in my life, but it's just like, it's impossible for me to like get like 
anxiety over anything because if like in my mind whenever i'm ever faced with like some kind of problem that i'm it doesn't matter how big or small it is let's just get through it let's just figure it out like nope there's no there's no point in getting worried over it it's just like why not just deal with it right then and there i feel like in my mind sometimes though it feels like just from what a ton of people like i guess go through mentally it's just like i almost feel like it's a naive statement And, and this is no fault to anybody anybody else but it's like yeah there's a problem let's just you know let's work through it let's do it it's right there in front of you and even some of the answers for your problem are right there let's just go through it let's just work right through it and move on but uh going back to how i discovered blind hockey uh i've never actually heard that perspective from y'all that's (laughs) that's that's hilarious just like yeah there's this this dude that i met you know there's just this random guy Um, well i don't think that you and tony had been working together that long at that point i think it it wasn't it was less that it had to be less than a month yeah because i think he had just started at at gwen ellen um but we had played together uh at gwen ellen that one day that tony got a bunch of us out there with christian and uh i can't remember who else out there you were there i remember that do you not not the very very first time but after like working a few saturdays seeing you guys come in more consistently um that's when i like got to know okay that's drew that's danielle um kim i believe is one of the coaches did i get that wrong no kim that's not the right no dang yeah, no, I feel bad now that for I'm well, that I'm just bad with names to begin with, so you guys are lucky that I remember all of yours. Um but thanks. <laughs> I'm honored. I'm no, I am terrible with names. Um but yeah. I'm terrible with faces. So, I think one day I'm just like, "Oh, I, I look at our I come into work and I look at our schedule and I'm just like, okay. Cool. Anthony Anthony Chesro cool last name cool you know and i get to meet him and he's just like hey gory how we doing you know and his his own laid-back personality um and then a few like a few days in with working with him i've noticed that he has a little magnifier um and i'm like oh like instantly i'm like okay maybe he's like maybe he has some some sort of something going on with his vision and it's like i don't judge or i try not to as best i can so i'm just like okay yeah he's got something going on with his vision that's cool um and one day i ask him about it i'm like hey man um what's that or i ask him about like what like at the time i didn't know it was like a magnifier um i was just you know i didn't really think much of it but i asked him and he's like yeah i'm uh, i'm actually blind and i'm like and that was you on the ice and, and then he's like, yeah, man, I play you. I play for team USA. And I'm, and I'm like, I'm not even like for maybe five, 10 seconds. I'm like starstruck. Cause I'm just like, dude, you play. Not only are you blind, you're out there playing hockey. I didn't know what to think. I was just like, I had so many questions. I was just like, 
got more people need to know about this that was my second that was my second thought like holy crap you're blind and playing hockey my second thought was why doesn't more people know why don't more people know about this and then he goes in to tell me about the podcast um what you guys have been trying to do in terms of the dead and puck foundation and i'm like how can I like, you know, and going back to the experience I have with broadcasting or the little experience that I have with broadcasting. And I'm just like, I don't know much, but I want more people to know about this. More people deserve to know about this sport. Like it's how do people not know about this sport and like what it brings to the table and for people that, you know, have certain, you know, things going on with their vision. And then, well, two and a half years later, I'm the one being interviewed about it. Yeah, you come full circle, man. Crazy. No, I mean, uh, Corey, it's it's definitely a, <clears throat> a kismet. I don't know if that's the word for it. it. It was it was a perfect timing, perfect place, perfect timing to get you involved. Um, you know. We had you, you produce the first showdown, um, which was fantastic. We were able to live stream it uh, relatively flawlessly. I mean, I think, honestly, and you could correct me, I think we had some hiccups both years, but yeah, I would expect those same hiccups, whether it was you doing it for the first and second time or someone doing it for the hundredth or thousandth time. Um, sometimes it's just the technology messes up and there's nothing you can do. You know, it's just like, the didn't we have a wireless connector that wouldn't connect or like the power like you Um, can't really so with what i'm doing now in my life which is like i'm actually an audio video technician so i'm well in training so i'm like learning all of the uh you know all of the basics to recording streaming or even just like producing a show for you know, using audio, video, lighting, all that fun stuff. Um, it, it took me, like, within the first week of my onboarding uh, at this AV company, I already re- recognized, like, six to seven mistakes instantly uh, with both shows, like, producing them. Um, and that's because, like, I mean, I don't know if anyone, like, I don't know, if, I think I've told you this before, but, like, I have had zero professional AV experience going into those two. For example, you know that 100-foot HDMI cord? That mm-hmm. that whole thing was a scam because HDMI only runs 50 feet without losing signal. Dang. Like, that's something I didn't know at Kansas. That's not something I learned through broadcasting or live streaming or anything like that. Um Although one th- the one thing we did do right though was because you know those little wire you know those that little wireless adapter we had to use the internet cable for that's mm-hmm. actually something yeah. that we actually do with the AV field so that that like I'm happy that that was something that my boss covered it's just like oh you know how to you won't understand what this is but you know how to decimate go to from HDMI SD or HDMI to SDI or Cat five back out to a camera and it's just like. That's basically what I did. I just didn't know the like the exact proper terms for it. Yeah. I would say amateur, not professional. I think there's a big difference there. 
Uh, well, we knew no idea what we were doing. So you were miles ahead of us in the first place anyway. Yeah, but in light of this, Dirk and Josh, we're going to have to meet afterwards to discuss our production team after some some new information. Yes, when this Are podcast you, com- when this podcast comes out, Corey will have been fired like thirty days ago. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, nah, man. If you sur- no, if you, you sur- if you survive through the Duncan incident, you're good. Oh yeah, she's yeah. No, I'll put that. Up. We don't need to revisit it because it's already been on. It's already on the podcast. Oh yeah, no. I'm gonna throw the clip in like a black and white like. We also have the Dunkin' Donuts detour. Oh, 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 for fuck. oh yeah, we went to the oh, yeah. wrong Dunkin' Donuts. Twenty minutes away from the ring. It was half of the team oh, yeah. all and all of the gear and all of the gear. All of the gear. All the oh, gear. So I so put in Dunkin' Donuts, assuming that it would just go to the closest one, which is the one near the rink. No, it sends us 20 minutes in the other direction. Yeah. Uh, Josh yeah. calls me Dick Dice. He's like, you, he's like, you don't have time to sit down and eat breakfast. I'm like, dude, we just got to Dunkin' Donuts. I said, and we're uh, at the wrong one, and we're like 20 I, minutes I, I, away. I, oh, my, my heart <laughs> sank when I realized that. I'm like, dude, just why? I'm going to throw it in. I'm going to just throw it in real quick. Just like, oh, yeah, remember that <laughs> incident? <clears throat> so, uh, you know, I guess... We've, I feel like we've talked a couple of times about producing, you know, videos for us and things like that. Um, I'm more interested in your, because you are one of a, a good amount of people now that have played with us at events. Um, you know, we've had Dan Beatty, uh, Danielle, you, um, I'm sure I'm forgetting a couple others that have played with uh, us. Mike McCown. Mike McCowan. Down. Um, I mean, even Greg and Mike Freeman from yeah. uh, Dog Nation. Christian. Christian. Goals, yeah. Christian. I feel like we Eric, need to yeah. here again because he he has the distinction of being a sighted goalie that played with a blind team that our entire MO is stand in front of the goalie to be a second. <laughs> uh, to be a second and third goalie. And he's like, guys, get back. <laughs> Stop screening me. Like, no, we're supposed to. Uh, we're supposed to. <laughs> um, but tell us about, like, what you played with sighted teams, you played with, uh, and then you played with us. Like, what are the differences? What What are your thoughts on um, our game? I mean, it's it's basically the same game. We don't play drastically differently i do think we have quirks because of like our defensemen standing in front of our goalie because our goalies can't see so you can't screen them um it's also you know people have figured out that you should you don't have to deke a blind goalie because they can't see (laughs) like um so was there an adjustment to you having to you know when you played with us uh was your experience like you know i guess just talk about it um it is so similar to you know like sighted hockey there aren't there isn't that much that's changed to the game itself another thing that i noticed and this was especially prevalent when we were in uh, st louis the difference between you guys playing with a regular puck and a blind puck i saw for and we've we've said this a number of times already but I like I know as a sighted person right there like right on the ice with you guys on the bench for the first 30 seconds it was like okay this is not going to work 
they threw the blind puck out there, you guys were a whole different unit. Every single one of you went from like, I think Dirk, you were saying it just like, it kind of seemed like you guys were like timid with the regular puck, you know, because you're, you know, it doesn't make it that, you know, doesn't make make, it makes like no noise unless it hits the board. So that's sometimes I know where it is. Exactly. And that's like nothing. But once, once that blind puck hit the ice, every single one of you guys switched into a, into the gear that I have seen in the past at the blind hockey classic watching Canada versus team USA. Well, just going from the uh, comparisons to the contrasts, it's like, um, it didn't for a sighted person playing in that environment. It really wasn't that it didn't. Yeah. It didn't take much adjusting at all. I will say though, it, using a puck that is almost double the size of a normal puck definitely i think that was the only thing that took me a little bit of time to get used to but with the blind puck i for whatever reason tried stick handling it like uh like as quickly as i normally do with a regular puck and god that did not work my forearms were dead five minutes into each period Mm -hmm. i don't like to talk i like to watch dirk struggle to find the puck yeah, you do. It's, it's really what I the joy I get out of playing. <laughs> I'm sure it is. <laughs> and, we're, and we're on the pod, and Corey's like, "Here, pass me the puck, like three footer." I'm like, "I want it. You can see. Take the puck." So, and I, was the was the first when you showed up? Was that the first time you saw blind hockey? Other than just like watching Tony, and- I think the first time I ever saw blind hockey, like being able to broadcast like a blind hockey game, was the first time I ever witness like a blind like a blind like a proper full like official blind hockey game um and i think i don't know if uh, thomas and danielle could probably attest to this but like half the time i get distracted and i forget to tr- i get like uh i forget to turn the clock off or stop the clock that's being displayed on the live stream because i'm too busy like just watching the game itself like I can't tell you how many times it's uh, if you go back and watch each and every game, I am almost never on time with the with the clock on the scoreboard because every time I'm like, is that Adam that just scored? Was it? Oh my god, what a play! That was you know I'm like I'm more I'm fan yeah I'm much yeah. more of a fan and I get distracted from broadcasting. What's but happening on like, the ice? Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's just like well, you can ask Drew about me with the time on the ice for Team USA. I'm so bad because my ADD kicks in, and I'm like, "Go, go!" Ah, no, no, time in the zone. Got to stop the clock. Got to no, add four me. seconds. That's me. Or, or, or just like I'm about like I'm I'm in the middle of saying something, and then because the game is so quick, like I'm a I'm a soccer player. Like hockey is still like the fastest sport ever to me. Like, and I'm still just trying to mentally wrap my head about. Wrap, wrap my head around like game sense and how quickly it can go yeah no one really realizes how fast it is until you're on the ice so uh-huh. it, it, it looks a lot slower when you're sitting 50 feet above it watching it <clears throat> uh I, i'm bringing this way back to what you said earlier but i do think it's interesting because uh the more you st- i feel like the more you stick handle in blind hockey the easier it is for defensemen because I know at all times where the puck is because you're constantly tapping it off your that's stick. such a good point. Yeah. That's uh, why I push and chase it. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Luke, yeah. Luke is. 
Luke has some some silky moves, but because he taps the puck so much, I can usually just pinpoint where it's at without having too much trouble. Um, but see, now I gotta watch all those games back to see like Chesro, Dan Schram dangling everybody. Maybe that's the, maybe they have a secret where like they can be deceptive and silent with the puck. Because they only puck they only puck handle when they have to. Yeah. Just, you wait till you wait till they lunge for the puck, and then that's when they they pull the puck back away from you and go around you. But then they just go back to pushing the puck again. They they only they only puck handle when they need to go around someone, and then yeah. you just kind of corral the puck and just move it along that way. Because the more you touch it, like Drew said, you can you can pick it up a lot easier. Man, you know, I feel like it's always tough to do us on these because we know about each other uh, i feel like i've also said that for each one of our episodes um so i guess Corey, what is you know we're <clears throat> as the dented puck grows uh foundation podcast traveling team whatever what have you um what would you like to see us do what do you think that we could do that's maybe different than what we're doing now or or how do you think we continue to grow our footprint in our community. I think it's a point that every almost I know all three of you have made. It's um getting more NHL teams on board. I think uh and I know it's a point that we've made over and over and over again, but I think that just reinforces the importance of getting these professional organizations like the Wild, the Blackhawks, and teams that, you know, and teams in places that don't have major you know like blind hockey organizations yet like uh vegas you know not not to to interrupt uh, but uh vegas actually was supposed to host canada and usa in covid during when covid really yeah yeah they were supposed to go down and play i think a World Cup, supposedly. Right when when COVID hit, like March, I think, yeah. supposed to be when they were going to play. So I, <laughs> I'm actually really excited because I think that Vegas would be the perfect place to look into uh, starting a new program. I just don't know demographically how you know how many visually impaired blind people there are in that area. I, I wonder what made it. How we even got? Hey. I, I wonder how we even got hooked up to go to Vegas because there must have been some interest down there too. I heard a rumor that they ordered pucks before they, that there was pucks ordered for that area, but I never found out any more information. But mm. I don't know if they ever got pucks, if they had a team or what it was, but ever since COVID hit, I never heard another word about it. Yeah. But no, I mean, I think, Corey, you're dead on getting getting the NHL more involved um, at, at their local level um, with a team, I think, is key to uh to to continue growing i'm i also wonder if we need to start thinking about um a league of some kind i mean i know that there's the bhl out there i know there's canada and the us um but maybe that maybe that is something that we need to start considering is uh more more games between between players. I think because I think that's where we're lacking in the United States is we don't get to play 
as many games as the Canadians do because we don't have yeah. twenty people that come to every practice or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. that's and and but and that's something that can that's starting to be solved. I mean, we have exactly. the game in 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 Bridgeport. Um, I mean, you guys, but there's there's significant the differences. There's significant different distance between every one of our teams. Yeah. Um, yeah. where they like where uh, where we still need more than two teams to play a game, and that's kind of where we're at. And until we get to that, like when we can get to the point that we get that we can each team has twelve to fifteen players. Sure, we'll do it because at that point the 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 having the games is more important than the result. Yeah. Well, I mean, wasn't. Hmm? Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go on. I was, gonna, I was gonna say, wasn't there a post from Canadian Blind Hockey talking about trying to set up a four-team World international Cup. series in yeah. twenty twenty-five or something like that? Yep. <clears throat> so that would be kind of cool to see if they could, and even if they had to make like two teams from Europe that are a mixture of. You know, if, if if they can't come up with one, like say all Swiss team or an all, you know, I feel um, like it's probably going to be USA, Canada East, Canada West, West and Europe, yeah, and then all European All Star team. That that makes the most sense because Canada's got enough to put up two teams at least, yeah, um, and easily it, it'll still be a Canada versus Canada series in the end, um. Hey, but um, don't know that. <laughs> don't know that. Oh man, but um, well, I don't know. Bubble, we bubble, bubble. But um, <laughs> we won't be in fourth. That's that's the key thing. We won't get last. You don't know that but, either. <laughs> well, I hope. Jeez, I'm bubble. Watch the Euro- Euro- Europeans come in and kick ass and take the first World Series. That'd be kind of funny, actually. Um. Yeah, but I mean, I, Corey, I think you're dead on. And I think that that's kind of, mim- like you said, mimicked by us. And I think it's mimicked by a lot of the community in that we really want we want to work with the NHL. Like, we want to be buddies with you. We want to promote your brand alongside ours. Like, I feel like that's how we move forward together. Yeah. Uh, what do you... Okay. Dented Puck Foundation what would you like to do in the end for us? I mean, is producing the podcast just kind of like it? Do you want to move into some other kind of multimedia with us? Uh, do you have ideas for how we better reach people anyway? Well, I think I definitely, I'm planning on investing on a bunch of uh, like proper recording and like, I guess just video like my own audio and video kit where I have several I don't know I guess a dream for me is to have my own little product personal production van that I can take anywhere in the country um and to set up for any show to do whatever but like obviously with you guys as the priority where hey Corey we need or it's just like hey the St. Louis guys are doing you know the gateway dog will guys need uh are gonna have blind hockey again and we need some media coverage of the event i could show up with um you know just some simple like easy microphones i can do interviews intermissions uh i could set up for a broadcast if i wanted to because there are ways to like just all i need is a camera and 
pretty basically all I need is a one or two cameras and a laptop. And then that's my uh and then I'd be able to broadcast an entire event just like that. So I guess just getting more advanced and more knowledgeable into um like audio visual audio video stuff so that I am able to I guess show more like my goal is to show blind hockey and all of you know I want people to have the same reaction I did when I first found out about blind hockey. That is my I guess primary motivation for wanting to expand and get more in depth with like media because like just even like I said at the beginning of the season the fact that we're even using video I am all for it because it's it puts people it puts our faces to our voices and it gives people just like a you know gives people so much more something to remember and that and just like how social media is nowadays with all the algorithms and stuff it's like you almost need to follow like a bunch of unwritten rules to be able to just have your content even be seen you know like yeah. so let's start costumes what's up I'm gonna start wearing a costume for every podcast now since it's on video um you do realize it's funny that he has he's gonna wear costumes and different costumes for every episode because he actually had a costume change yep is that is that at least Hosa? No, it's Keith. I don't have a Hosa. I was like, come on, you got after what he said, you got to put on a Hosa jersey at least. I, I that is the one player. I I even saw a Hosa Team Europe jersey this weekend that I wanted to get. That did not. Uh, but he's one that I do not have. I just Corey, I mean, Dynasty years. I don't understand. People say, well, like when I say it, I don't have much hockey knowledge, I'm not lying. My ex- the ex- extent of hockey I know of is like 2017 onwards. Yeah, so his his hockey knowledge is as long as the Knights, you know, existence. Yes, exactly. I've quite you want, you want to see real I've, hockey, I've you got to go back and watch the Knights, essentially. You gotta watch hockey in the '90s, man. That's that's where hockey was in its heyday. Well, yeah, like the rivalry between like Detroit and, and Colorado. Everybody. I've never been so disappointed in my life. <laughs> you didn't uh, expect this. I I mean, uh, well, I, when when how much of a fan did you think I was? I mean, I wanted to learn the Vegas story. I now learned the Vegas story. I, I thought he at least knew. I thought you at least knew hockey because of the Blackhawks, because you lived in Chicago when we won three of them. Yeah, but I was more concerned and pissed off that we had Jay Cutler as a quarterback. God, what a waste! We won three championships. Hockey play- hockey players don't get on the bike during the fourth quarter. No. Hockey players do not get on the bike during the fourth quarter. That game is what made me stop watching football. Yeah, I don't blame you. Jay Cutler, tweet your ankle, you big sissy. Get back out there and play. Ugh. Put some duct tape on it, you'll be fine. <laughs> Dunking more- teeth lost seven teeth and then got back out there and won the Stanley Cup. That's all I'm saying. The logger bowl. Chara had his friggin' Chara took a puck to the face and had his jaw wired shut. He couldn't even breathe out of his mouth, and he was still able to skate. Yeah, but he didn't win a Stanley Cup. Well, no, but he still tried. 
Damn, you one game away. What do you want from me? Ah, <laughs> uh, Corey, you hurt me. You wounded me. You cut me deep today. You cut me real deep just now. This episode is not what I thought it was going to be. Um, Drew's going to edit this one. I thought you knew all of this because <laughs> I was a soccer guy. Oh, man. No. You know, you know, Kachuk, you know, Kachuk broke his spleen, busted his spleen, right? Didn't he break his freaking broke his sternum? Broke his sternum. I but he didn't win it live. But, but he didn't win the Stanley Cup, Corey. Nope. <laughs> no, no. The team Hey, Mark Stone broke his Man, I I set that one up for you to end the episode perfectly, too. Mark Stone broke his wrist and he won a Stanley Cup. There you go. That was kind of the setup, but <laughs> oh man, this uh, this was tough. This episode was tough, man. Not not just Corey, but again, I think it's just because we know you, we we talk all the time, so it's like, what do you what do you talk about in the episode? Um, yeah, but it's like ask anybody outside of like the roommate that I have that we've been, we've literally known each other since we were toddlers and he's my freaking roommate now, which is, that's also crazy. But it's like outside of him, my family and like, yeah, I'm not really much. Like I don't really share a whole too lot about myself. And that's why he hasn't been allowed to speak till now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, well, yeah, no, dude, it was, it was awesome having you on. Uh, I mean, it was it, it was a it was a long time coming. I know a lot of people know you behind the scenes. Some people know you from playing with you, but a lot of the blind hockey community kind of knows of you at this point. Um, and it's great to have your story so people can get to know you a little more. Yeah. Um, do you have any social media? Do you have anywhere you want to share for people to find you if they want to want to follow you and see what you're up to? I'm not gonna say it, but if you find me. And if I know you, then I'll let you. I'll let you. I'll accept you. He'll let you in. Yeah, I'll let you in. Uh, all right. Well, uh, thanks, like Josh said, thanks for, for sharing your story and being on. And I mean, it's not like we won't see you in the next one. So, uh, it's been a good time. <laughs>